Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a new world order, and I am Chancellor of Zane Australia, Zane C. Weber, and with me at the table are my esteemed colleagues. Your people's champion, the one in two hundred, the ninety-nine percent Sebastian of the United States of South America. Ninety-nine percent as opposed to the one percent. I'm one of the people. He's a man of the people, for the people, by the people, with the people. Is that new for me to say? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to Okay, good. I've decided to rotate it every now and then to to, upset you. And I am Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. Whereas Andrew can say the same one every week and still annoy me. I have to change what you annoy. I'm constitutionally (laughs) bound to introduce myself that way. (laughs) Who who, who, who did that to you? Okay, never mind the legalities. (laughs) Let's not bicker over. We don't need to remember history. (laughs) We're about the future here. Let's not bicker over who signed what. (laughs) So here we are, another week, another set of issues from nation states for us to deal with. And shotgun. Okay, well, said America seems completely eager to be first this week. Uh, Mine's a non-issue. Let's get out of the way and get into the juicy issues with everyone else. I assume you guys have juicy issues. Disrespect your people. Before we start, I just want to uh, spend a moment uh, to acknowledge what happened last episode. Uh, Now, to know what happened, you will actually have to go to our Patreon episode. It is. A double length episode. How long did it go for? It went for over an hour. Oh, fuck, I thought it was a long time, but I also I thought think, I was just being impatient. I think there was, uh, I, I think there was two thirds of me just repeating myself. It was well. Yep. I, I will. Uh, I'm very sorry about that. I, I will. I will. I will accept some of the blame. I accept none of the blame. The, uh, <laughs> I'm the Joan of Arc of this story, burning at the stake for your crimes. Andrew Polia and Zane Australia. Uh, Threw down with their ideological differences. <laughs> and uh, so if you want to check that out, go to patreon.com forward slash new world order and give us at least one American dollar a month and you'll have access to it. It is. That's a dollar 20 here in Australia, which is enough to almost buy the sauce for a meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> Just my Maybe. goodness, we're in, we're in sauce territory. <laughs> yeah. oh. How far uh, we've wants, come. It's you, can, special. you can give us more than that if you want. If you want us to have the whole pie. It's very easy and you become so sexy when you when It's you true. Subscribe. We compliment our patrons so much. <laughs> like so much it's almost a crime. <laughs> it's, it's bordering 
it's bordering on offensive. You know that yeah, hashtag sort of re- me too thing? It's like it's <laughs> just on the line. <laughs> Let's uh, not do that, especially considering <laughs> some of my issues this week. So I said, America, you had an issue you wanted to deal with. Yeah, it's called, dude, where's my elected representative? In your car? Is uh, it in your car? It might be in my car, but I don't remember where I left my car either. Yeah, what a, what a non-issue dealing with your electorate yeah, and fine. complains about the political process. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I read the issue, you'll understand, I, I do see why for some people it's an issue, but I can all, it's also right. so easy for me to be like, oh, just shut off. Right. The issue, a recent survey of MPs in Sept America revealed that only 50% of them actually live in the ridings that they represent. Mm. This is a disgrace, shouts street protester and irrit bird farmer Vladimir Bergman, whilst, oh God, launching some sort of squishy projectile at your front door with a handheld catapult. <laughs> how is someone who lives in the northern Sub-America supposed to have any understanding of how people in southern Sub-America live? Email? My, what? Email? I guess. A telephone call? <laughs> a pair of binoculars. <laughs> um, my MP lives hundreds of miles away from the good, honest folk he's claiming to represent. Frankly, it's an insult to the electorate. The government must force elected representatives to live in the areas they're supposed to represent or kick them out of office. Goodness me. Strong stance why there. Did, but he why didn't... did you elect someone that lives 100 That's not you know, my kilometers issue. away? They that's elected a, him. That's exactly yeah. right. It's like... This is a democracy, remember, argues Paul Nutter, who was elected to represent the rural fishing folk of Dog by the Sea. Oh, were they part of the Dog Isles? (laughs) Were they said America? I think that's that's the next settlement for uh, the Wesseltonians. Guys, you're spoiling the Patreon episode. Sorry, uh, yes, exactly right. Um, Despite living in Suplex City, I may not live in the rural wilderness right now, though I'll probably live there one day. That doesn't mean I don't know anything about these places. I mean, I do have access to Wikipedia, after all. (laughs) Forcing me to resign is a slap in the face of the good people of Dog by the Sea and an insult to democracy itself. Also a good point. I hope you have an option just to disband all representatives everywhere forever. (laughs) I didn't read all these, so there's a chance. (laughs) And finally... There's always room for compromise, suggests noted centrist politician Billy Bob... Guterres, who is known for attending as many government meetings as possible. Obviously, we need to have our politicians be knowledgeable about the areas they're representing, but we also can't deny them the right to choose their own place of residence. How about instead we compel all politicians to educate themselves themselves about their chosen writings, force them to study the area's history, culture, and languages, and actually spend some time there, then test them. Give them an examination to pass to prove they know their stuff. If they fail, they can't run in the writings. After all, a little bit of knowledge never did anyone any harm. Hold on. Isn't the election the test? Isn't the election the test of who you want to represent you? Yep. It sucks in a a democracy where a majority vote gets that person into into the, the position. It sucks for the people who didn't vote for him. They are then not represented or are represented by someone they you know disagree didn't choose. with yeah. yeah and and didn't choose they thought somebody else would do a better job but isn't that the isn't that the test you don't need an, an extra layer on top of that i well, agree i'm inclined to agree with you my my issue while i don't care where they live personally it's their choice that's the whole pl- you know, idea of set yeah. america 
I also like the idea of if they if they're in the area, it's it's like a town's mayor. Like you expect them to be there, to be part of the community, to have that grassroots you know, sort of yep. stance to make choices for their peers, not for their... But a bad mayor is not re-elected. Which is if you're a bad mayor, you don't keep your job at the end of your term. In fact, there should be a process where you're able to be, you know, evicted from your job yep. at, a, at a six-month review. Yeah. I mean, but Australia has just come up against something similar to this <laughs> in the Senate where you can't be a senator... And let, if you have, if you're not an Australian citizen, and it's come out that what, they, think, what was the final number? Oh, like six or seven of them. There were a few of them, but they were citing that as a conflict of interest. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but this is kind of like, do you require certain qualifications that are then just taken as assumed that anyone running has this? Back, vast background <laughs> of information that they can call on, which would technically make them a better mayor or public official like and then if it's found out that then like it's really like like I don't think that it would be out of the question for a government to say to stand for an election you need to show some degree of competency and then whatever that was that's excessive but (laughs) whatever that was I I think that would be fine but yeah election should be the final say. Yeah. And and also you should even be if you bring it in going forward, then that is the new status quo. Yeah. 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 If you if you're going to bother with elections, that, that should be the final call. Yeah. Unless you want to get rid of the elections and simply make running for a, a representative completely academic. Yeah. Well I think also you should be elected on your merit, not in your geographical Location. Like, well, that's a, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That you then make the requirement whoever scores the most on this test under these conditions mm. that then becomes your first candidate. Yes. And and if he wants to be the representative, then that's the guy. I'm going to go with option two, which is you can live wherever you want. Good, because it's I I understand the, the want to have someone local, so that you know for a fact <laughs> they are living in your environment. Elect someone local, well, then. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you elect some guy for to you know, represent you in Queensland, and they live in Tasmania. Their detachment is going to be what doesn't get them elected next round. I mean, if this was if happening that's an in issue. Australia, yeah, in Australia would go option number one, not to get rid of everyone who wasn't local currently now, but anyone who wished to stand in the future would have to be from like actually living yeah, in the area. It's not. Be it from. doesn't. The way yes. it's phrased, it's like if you don't. Yeah, you're out yeah. now. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that would be a price that Australia would pay to have that going forward because that is sort of what I would want. But I yep. I understand that that is probably the better option for said America and probably anywhere. The talking point. Most voters only see their chosen representative visit once every election cycle. <laughs> yeah. And yet they vote them in. Idiots, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been reclassified. Uh, my political, f- well, sorry, well, sorry. My political freedoms has rose from superb back to world benchmark. Ooh. Um, race row after woman ejected from store. International observers applaud rising political freedoms in Seb America. Our new edition: less politics, more pictures, and <laughs> Seb America's natural beauty. How to find it? <laughs> <laughs> um, the ups aren't dramatic. The worst is my is. Four percent up, and it's my black market. Okay, safety went up two percent, and then the rest not so much. So I'm going to say, due to the lack of 
law officials in the area. There's less monitoring being happened, maybe because they're not seeing as much crime occur themselves. Maybe they're not prompting police to do more work. Like there's no, mm-hmm. just from, from the lack of leadership in the area, perhaps. Also but, more transit, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, politicians don't, you know, deploy police officers though. Uh, I guess, yeah. I just figured they're not really hands on. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well, it depends if it depends if South America has state-run or federal-run police everywhere. This as well. is true. So, this is true. Um, and as for my downs, my biggest down, well, I mean, crime went down 0.7 percent, but my largest was inclusiveness down 1.6 percent. Hmm. So that's not a great one to go down, but it's also so minor. I don't really care. Um, yeah, it's really as, as we get further along in this game, I will say that the the ups and downs do patter decrease. off a little bit. Yeah. Overall, because the numbers get larger. Unless you're an Andropolian, <laughs> where four-digit percentage changes overnight are not at all out well, of the norm. that happens when you abolish the entire government structure. <laughs> <laughs> and that is me. Very good. Right, well, I well, have a sexy education one. Well, I have a boring education one, so let's... Well, let's go with the boring one and save the, with the sex, sex. For, a, for a final thing. It will also prompt me to not be as ranty and <laughs> speed this one along. <laughs> a is for academic doping. The problem of academic doping has reared its head after a group of students were caught taking smart drugs ahead of high school exam season. An alliance of concerned educators, anti-drug crusaders and C-grade students have demanded an end to this practice to make sure that Andropolia's youth don't become a generation of cheaters. <gasps> These students are doping themselves up to the gills in the hope they'll improve their academic performance, explains Student Union Vice President for Welfare Christy Fernandez while hurriedly, finishing <laughs> hurriedly trying to finish an assignment. However noble their intentions, the reality is that they're abusing drugs. We need the government to fund an education and outreach program, warning of the dangers and offering counselling and therapy. Outreach and therapy will solve this problem more than blunt law enforcement ever will. Education and outreach? How about I demonstrate some outreach with my truncheon, screams the head of narcotics control Richard Martinez, accidentally knocking over a pot plant while demonstrating. I don't care what they're studying. These kids are junkies and derelicts and we need to clamp down on them. We need strong enforcement, including random drug testing, strip searches and sniffer dogs in exam halls. Give us the go and the money. Oh, no. He mentioned money. <laughs> oh, that's... that's, uh, that's oh, um, buddy, you've got that's a lot to learn. funding cancer new. right there. <laughs> Number three. Please show a little compassion. C-O-M-P-A-S-S-I-O-N. Compassion. (laughs) Please national spelling champion Yoko Smith after frantically chewing her nails and twitching uncontrollably. I have to concentrate if I'm going to get into a top university. And if a little pill can help me, then why shouldn't it be my choice? Some students guzzle coffee or chain smoke cigarettes, and those are much worse for their health. Cracking down on academic doping would only be punishing those who want to perform well. That would be counterproductive. (laughs) C-O-U-N-T. And the last one. Why have exams at all? Everyone knows that they're a waste of everybody's time, admits visibly stressed out teacher Edna Crandall, who is is on her 10th cigarette of the day. In fact, do we really need a proper curriculum to follow? Students and teachers should be able to teach whatever they think is relevant. This can be learning a new language or the intricacies of soap opera love triangles. The school would save some money, uh, save some cash, and it would take, make my job a lot easier too. 
Now, for seasoned listeners, that already is policy in Andropolia. There are no state-run yeah. schools. And Haven't you already dealt with this issue? Well, it's written into the issue, so well, it, guess, yeah. the game doesn't take that what into if account. What flip-flops you and you don't pick it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, not only do I disagree with her sentiment because it seems like she's doing it purely out to of... To get out of laziness, uh, yeah. Out of, out, of, out of laziness, exactly right. Um, but I'm I'm with uh, Yoko Smith on this. Yeah, if, uh, that, that's that's an easy Andropolian choice. If what you was have choice again, sorry. That if 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 you want to use something to enhance your ability to to perform, right, a performance enhancing drug. That's exactly what it's talking about. If you want to use it, there should be nothing in your way uh, preventing you from from exercising that that choice. Can I argue with that for a second? Though? Please do. Okay, I don't care about the drug use. That's fine. The only thing I'd say is because these drugs have a cost, you're now potentially weighing in a family's financial position as a disadvantage to, say, a student that's coming from a poorer place that can't afford the drugs. Are you, are you devil's advocating now? Because I'm pretty sure... You, would Save America not choose this option? Oh, no, I would. I'm devil's advocating because I, okay. I, I, just for the sake of fairness. So it, this gives an advantage to the wealthy families over the poor families, which is... I, I, get, I know you're fine with it because the, the rich should be rich, but for the sake no. of education, <laughs> no, 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 testing no, no. on... No. The worthy should be rich. Oh, sorry. That is exactly right. But for the sake of a fair testing environment where everyone has a chance to then flourish later in their life to okay. the results So what he's given. arguing for is school-provided drugs. <laughs> well, if the, if the school's providing drugs to every student, it's the same as if the school provides drugs to no students. Okay. Except some students can then provide drugs to themselves. Well, yes. If you, it's either everyone have, gets it or no one gets it is the ideal situation. You have, you have a classroom, right? This is a maths class. And the way the teacher is teaching it is to say, read the book, read for how these formulas work, and then apply them in your examination. One of the students already knows it. Their parents taught them at home years ago. They entered kindergarten, you know, speaking three languages. Yep. Another student uh, takes one look at it, reads it all the way through and memorises it. Exactly. They just have that ability. Yep. They, they memorise it. They have no trouble in the test. They can recall it at a snap. Another student agonises over it, reads it again and again and again and and remembers bits of it, you know, but, but, but still struggles to, to come to grips with, with understanding how, how the whole thing... Just, just cannot get it into their, into their head. Yep. Now, what is fair about that? Nothing is innately unfair about it, though. It's, Nothing is it unfair sucks, about it. It does suck for that kid that's struggling... And that's I, a, I, my heart bleeds. That's from. exactly right. One person, one, one, one person lucked into great parents. One person lucked into great genes and just natural ability in this one, one thing. They're able to memorize yep. things very easily. And one person lucked out as far as you know, this, this particular skill is concerned. So there's nothing fair about any of that. There's also nothing unfair about any of that. Yep. So... Now you get this pill that is able to enhance this 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 guy who who has trouble remembering things or memorizing things, able to enhance him to the level of the second guy who just has it as a natural ability. 
he could take the drug too, but it's not really going to help him out because he's already got that skill. Yep. And the first guy already knows it. It would be a waste of money for, for him to take the drug. By making it illegal to take performance-enhancing drugs, you're depriving this third guy of his, you know, of, of, of a very clear shot of elevating himself to the level of these other guys. Okay, well, to continue it across, so let's say the first student's hitting an A, second student that just can read it, understand it's hitting a B, and this poor student's hitting a... He's scraping by and getting a pass as a C. Sure. When they graduate, all three of these students aren't going to become doctors. Right? No. Let's let's like, let's say they do. Or well, well where where well, are you going? We're using three students here, but these these three students are realistically representing the the schooling community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to aim for the top job. And even if they did, that's a problem because then suddenly all these lower jobs that you would have the less bright students dipping their toes into. Why? Why do less bright people have jobs that pay less or require? It's not that they pay less. Okay, so I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to like no, typecast. No, no, Let's but say, for example, in Australia when you're going through high school, yep. you have the chance to go for what they call an OP mm-hmm. uh, course, which is pretty much one that gives you a ranking that you can get into university for. Or you could not do that. Say you wanted to become a tradesman. And you, could, you don't need to go through university and stuff, so you take the subjects that are more likely to help you get into that trade or it doesn't really matter what you do because afterwards you're going to start an apprenticeship and yep. start off. If every student is given the chance to get flying A's in maths, science and whatever, you're going to see a drop-off in those areas with the students that aren't the book-smart ones but are you know, more, more clever with their hands and their natural abilities taken away from those environments and put into a, a, a more academic job Whereas if you let it all come out naturally, that kid that's struggling with the C's might be a great kid in woodworks. Maybe that, that's, that's the job he's through there. Maybe he can become a carpenter. But now you've drugged him up and he's getting all these A's and now you've got a scientist and your carpentry industry is lacking people. Okay. Not to, not, I'm no, not no, saying, no, no, I'm no, not no, saying no. tradesmen aren't clever. I, I'm <laughs> just trying to show a discrepancy being, between academic yeah. and being blessed, Being blessed with an overabundance of A-grade students right, doesn't, doesn't take away the need for carpentry to happen. But it means but the A-grade students will have to settle no, for a job that innately requires Not necessarily thinking. because now you have more clever people around and maybe the traditional way of doing carpentry with your hands is no longer necessary after some guy invents super a 3D machine printer. Yep. Or, or, or a 3D printer where carpentry is still a skill, you can still do it, but it's now irrelevant because you can you can still produce chairs not through the traditional means. Yep. So there's you you never know where the next innovation is going to come from, who it's going to come from and under what circumstances. Yep. So if somebody volunteers and has and and, and has the means to to do it or sacrifices, you know, some some other some other part of their life in order to afford uh, some way of elevating themselves mm. either through drugs or going through university or you know spending time at the right internship that doesn't just happen for free you still need to support yourself mm. during all that time all these things happen in order to since 2013 bombus has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Increase your own skill level, increase your own knowledge, and it helps everyone when you when you start working and start being productive. So I, there's no reason why performance enhancing drugs should be banned or excluded from from being available. I honestly I 100% agree with you. I just think the way society is structured that there is a there is a known place for these people that aren't getting the A's. <laughs> like I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying there's like a pit for them or something but 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 the, if there was, it'd be super convenient. Well, look, it's for everything would be so good. You get like you, a coin sorting machine. You get, <laughs> you what get, Eddie's saying is is that? Oh no, I, I understand. No, no, no. So if there is a a dearth of carpenters, we need more carpenters. Carpenters will be paid more, so more people will become carpenters. Yep. Yep. It's like, yeah. And, and education is never going to be wasted. Well, you say that, but then we have... There are jobs that do not require high levels of education. Yes. There are. Let's, but are you oh, saying... I'm going at the insults again, uh, but, but let's okay, say taxi but, drivers. Yes, but Sebastian, are you suggesting that people only be trained up to that level and then into taxi drivers? No. I'm saying that they get... They, they raise their intelligence to the level that they can get to naturally because it pre-sorts society... Limiting choice pools makes things easier when it comes to integration. Oh, okay. what, what, what about people who are capable yeah. who don't want to pursue higher education? Or the people that don't want to take these drugs because of the hideous ticks that develop because of them. Like okay. You're still going to have people that select for that. So I look at my own life as an example, which I know I'm not, I know I'm not a case study, but when I look at the, the top 10 ranked people that I graduated with yes. who got the top positions in those for the university things, most of them I know are either currently lawyers or doctors. They didn't get those scores to think, okay, time to drive an Uber. Like that was never the plan. So I, I think it's no, but it's clever. hard for me to think that someone's going to be like, oh my god, I, I passed with the second <laughs> highest grade in my graduating class in my final year. I can't wait to not use that, and to, I want to struggle through life. I really want to. I'm going to go manage a McDonald's because I want to struggle, even though I know I'm smart enough to become a dentist. I would love to have a shit life, like. Comparatively to what I know I can achieve, like it's, uh, I, yes, technically he can make that choice. Realistically, he's not going to. Why did drugs affect that? Because if everyone has raised the position where every step no, no, below no. them feels like are settling, drugs, they're not going uh, to. Performance-enhancing drugs won't raise you to a to a to a ceiling, and then everyone gets to that same ceiling. Performance-enhancing drugs will just give you uh, a boost over what you were already capable of. So the person who is already m- memorizing the textbook will be able to memorize either more information or uh, just uh, synthesize it better. Yep. This you're still going to ha- you're not going to just get one you're not going to churn out the same person over and over again because you're all just on a performance enhancing drug. Okay, no, I'm not suggesting that they're all going to go for doctors. I'm just saying that there are higher jobs that they could apply to that will leave the less desirable jobs Sure, emptied out, and also, that's but that, that's, that's just competition. <laughs> if, if there are too many doctors, doctors won't be paid as much, or yeah. doctors yeah. will work less. Yeah. 
that, in, and that's just in the same way works. in the same way that somebody who is not skilled competes with somebody who is highly skilled by offering to work for lower wages somebody who is not as academically inclined could now compete with someone who is by taking something that that mm. makes them able to absorb information over that that period better okay well in the olympics though they don't allow doping because it it makes an unfair playing field what's unfair about it what's unfair what's unfair about saying here is a person who is a natural athlete Nobody can touch Usain Bolt. He is naturally very talented at running. I'm sure he's done a lot of work to get to get to the yep. ability that he is, but he is naturally fast. His body is streamlined for sprinting. That's what he is good at. Yeah. That's what he's done. So what's wrong? What's what's unfair about taking someone who doesn't have that that natural ability and artificially instead of naturally, instead of through natural selection and and, and Well, and, what's and unfair genes. about that in the Olympics is because some countries have a lot more money to invest in sports <laughs> programs than other countries. And, and they some want families and have a lot more money to invest by drugging up their kids where poorer families don't. That's the same unfair and, imbalance I'm talking okay, about. Okay, but then you're saying there either, is there an imbalance or isn't there? I'm saying there is an okay in the example of allowing it to happen where it's not government mandated. There's a problem. No, you set up you to make it fair, right? To 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 really exclude uh, to to let people do exactly what they want to do, but exclude um, economic imbalances. You create two new categories: the doped hundred meters and the non-doped hundred meters. I would definitely watch the doped hundred meters. Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I definitely. That would, would. be fantastic. Yep. I would continue not, not watching. Not to watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, for, I disagree with both ideas of the government, for example, sponsoring and doping every kid, or being left up to the parents to do it, I think both are terrible because I think there should be a discrepancy between the top and the bottom through the government doing it. And I think, or just allowing those that can afford to do it is even worse for me because then it makes the wrong kind of imbalance. No, what's absurd is is the hypocrisy in saying natural differences are okay, artificial differences, mm -mm -mm, can't correct for those. I think there's there's a certain charm to leaving it to nature, isn't there? Like <laughs> I, I think, I think what you're saying is charm is actually more of an ex, an exponential growth. So, in nature, there will be a certain band of difference that you can achieve yep. from the lowest you can achieve to survive to the highest you can achieve as a natural human being. When you add drugs into the equation, the lowest you can possibly achieve and a person who just is physically unable to be affected by these drugs, that point stays the same. Mm. But the person who has these drugs and is already at peak human ability, that doubles, triples. That well, you multiply what the drug can do by what humans can do, and so the span gets even bigger. And so that's, I think that's like you're saying, there's this nice, comfortable band that we're sitting in here now, and that if we change that, what are the results going to be? Yeah. Yep. It, it, it is quite possibly also the case that any sort of performance enhancement would be diminished in people who are naturally able to do it. You know, a shot of alcohol gets somebody. Sober, drunk, a lot quicker than somebody already, you know, than, than somebody who's an alcoholic or, yeah. or, or is already already drunk. All right, what are the results? Fallout. 
Exam halls are littered with used needles and empty pill bottles. Yeah. That's just bad hygiene. <laughs> it really is rude, isn't it? These people are the scum of the earth when it comes to treating each other with some kind of dignity and respect. It's like you'd think they'd be smarter than that, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> but they're really laser-focused on the exam, not just so much exam. what they're throwing their needles. I would have disbanded exams. For the <laughs> the Andropolia Sentinel reports, Andropolia wins international attention, the good kind. Foreigners confused by Andropolian customs, tourist operators say. Teen builds working deep space exploration rocket. It's about time. Isn't it? We did this like a hundred years ago. (laughs) And lightning strikes abandoned cabin. That is reaching the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's good, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, like, you didn't do anything horrible that that wasn't a news story. I'm anticipating a drop in weather. It could have been uh, weaponized lightning from the, from this team and his deep space exploration <laughs> rocket. That's what deep space exploration <laughs> rockets do. They alter the weather. <laughs> was that stupid movie with Gerard Butler? Geostorm. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. the postcard from Andropolia this week is Budding Freedoms. I have developed high recreational drug use. Ooh. So people are using performance enhancement recreationally. I mean, they're debating for fun now. In a, in a, yeah, that'd be an interesting. I mean, that's kind society. of what we we're doing. Well, in a <laughs> sense, that's exactly right. So uptrends, not a lot of big movers actually. Weird for Andropolia. Intelligence up four percent. Recreational drug use and the Human Development Index up two percent, and scientific advancement up one percent. Oh, there you go. And downtrends. Also, not really any big movers. Lifespan is down a percent. Weather down three percent, obviously accounting for the lightning, and health down three and a half percent. All right, but that's measured in bananas ingested per day, down from point six to point five nine. Wait, and in what? What in bananas, bananas in, ingested oh, per day? Oh, these are pinatas. No, <laughs> I was like, no, no. oh god, so, <laughs> so, so, paper. <laughs> so one one person in sixty is now eating one fewer banana per day. <laughs> Ah, well, good. Bananas are expensive. <laughs> well, keeping with the schools. Sex education, too sexy, say parents. Mandatory sex education has become the target of criticism after a new information video starring animated genitalia was shown to first graders last <gasps> week. Parenting, that sounds sexy. <laughs> parenting groups from Overzay Australia are in an uproar, claiming the video is excessively graphic and nothing but smut with a cute soundtrack. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, I'm as with it as the rest of them, says unbearably uncool mother of three, Daria Dunn, Ooh. while adjusting her velvet scrunchie. Oh, God. But excuse me if I feel a bit iffy about my kids being shown hardcore stuff at school. I said when you insisted on the mandatory sex education, and I'll say it again, genitals and naked bodies should have no place in our schools. Take it off the curriculum for everybody. I don't know why, but I see Magda Shabansky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, good. Right. I guess, yeah, it was a big Kath and Kim. Velvet scrunchies, you know. <sighs> okay, so ban sex education. Of course. Thank you, nation states. 
I'd hardly call Mr. P and Lady V hardcore, counsels Neil Lincoln, a professional pragmatic who seemingly just materialised from the grey shades of bureaucracy. <laughs> the latest evaluation actually shows that the sex education program is doing wonders. However, people really are up in arms about this, aren't they? Uh, let's suggest a compromise. Mandatory sex education is here to stay, but we'll, we'll tone down the imagery and the phraseology. I'm sure we'll be able to get the point across to the kids, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, still teach it, but tone it down. Make it more vague. Yeah, I guess more vague. Introduce like, what's the more point euphemisms. Of education? That's exactly right. <clears throat> Option number three. So far, I'm not satisfied with these options. No. The real problem is, is that the videos aren't detailed enough and instructive enough. (laughs) Porn in school. Exclaims Ivan Scully, a prominent adult entertainer who also (laughs) happens to be the professor of pedagogy at the University of Zane Australia City. Let me and my colleagues take over production and I'll guarantee that those kids will be ready to learn the ins and outs of it. (laughs) (laughs) why do we teach children about sex in schools rather than leaving it to their parents why do we because we teach them about everything in schools okay that's correct that's that's honestly the answer except for money Um, banking taxes and how to budget for things i was taught all of those things i don't know what's in school yeah in a maths class and then again in a home uh, class, so homeroom class. Were you taught why taxes existed in the history of taxation and in how history. money works? Were you really? Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. uh, and then budgeting and what have you. Like, oh, yeah. but No, but that was a bad example. <laughs> um, and again, my teachers were very much of the capitalist see, is okay. the right way. Communism leads to... Death, well, peasantry, a, a rural area. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not surprised yeah. there were more conservatives. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that is really a rock and a hard place. It is, and I, I'm, I'm not going to ban it. I think the compromise is the most sensible of all the options because it. <sighs> You <laughs> showing showing porn to, to to children, showing adults live having sex with one another, yeah. even in the context of education, and stopping with you know a pointer and a lab coat and saying, "Aha, uh-huh, this is this is exactly what is happening now." I mean, I agree. Uh, may not be the best way. I, I agree <laughs> uh, on a theoretical level. But well, you could just take it to the extreme of Monty Python and just do live demonstrations, and the kids would be bored with it. I'm, I'm going to say there are there are there are cultures around the world where sex is nowhere near as uh, sequestered and unspoken as it is in the majority of mm. Australia, America, mm. and and, uh, and I guess Northern Europe. Uh, so, I, I don't, I don't want to compromise here for the reason that 
if you're going to teach them something, teaching them through euphemism only will only lead to more children being confused about what they're learning. So I think it's not something I'm comfortable with, but I'm going to go with option number three. Which one was that again, sorry? Which is uh, letting an... Yeah. A professor of pedagogy <laughs> slash adult entertainer uh, take over the production of the educational materials for sex well, education. Hold on, hold on. Bold hold on. choice, I love the, it. The, the goals of sex education in school are, first of all, to tell the kids everything, everything that your body is going through is perfectly natural. Mm-hmm. Don't be embarrassed about it. It's not going to happen the same way for everybody mm. and it's okay. Correct. To feel the way Second, you do. Second, reduce the spread of disease and pregnancy. Exactly yeah. right. Pregnancy and, and contraception. Correct. Also, third, the social impact. So yep. you're talking consent, you're talking okay, assault. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. You're talking actual relationship advice yeah. as like when it's okay and when it's yeah. and when it's not okay, cues and different differences between the genders, also homosexuality. And I think to kids under the age of 10, you can do a pretty good job of introducing them even through euphemism um, to all those things. When I was in grade seven at school, we were shown a video of a woman giving birth. Ooh. Goodness me. In science. <laughs> as a part of sex education? As part of sex education. It was part of a, a reproduction, human reproduction, like, section of time. I don't know. Like we, did, we, didn't subject. Even, we didn't even dissect a frog. Oh, no, frogs and fish and, <laughs> and ox lungs. Oh, they were, we were very hands-on. Uh, not when it came to sex education. It was an Anglican school. Uh, but I think I think euphemism, I think what we're doing now with animated genitalia is fun. And, a, and a fun cartoon soundtrack yeah. is the best option Absolutely. in something they're used to digesting and if this adult wants to ban it all because of that stupid right choice, screw you, adult. <laughs> We're going full education. <laughs> We're not hiding anything from our children and they're going to be the most sexually apt children ever. <laughs> Thomas the Spank you, Engine you, you, is you the most re- popular <laughs> and controversial children's show in the nation. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I might regret <laughs> latest economic data. Let's, let's face it: any 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 yes. any any choice you were going to make was going to end in disaster. <laughs> uh, latest economic data shows surge in manufacturing tax increase vital to funding the Australian innovation. Economist says plague of locusts discovered to be just fog. <laughs> International body praises the Australian development. No huge ups or downs. I have secularism, public education, intelligence, scientific advancement and and uh, human development index all up between 3 and 5%. Mm. Employment, manufacturing, agriculture, welfare, government size all up around between half and 1%. Okay. The biggest down is religiousness at 2.7%. Uh, weather, charmlessness... And crime all down between 0.5 and 1%. Very and nice. average income down 
So it didn't change much. Like I said, Australia, Zane Australia has a focused on education and I don't think this is... They forced my hand. <laughs> they certainly did. That velvet scrunchie. <laughs> All if right. I, if only you had the option just to continue things as they are right now because it's yeah, fine. It's fine. You're it's wrong. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could have just dismissed it but that would have been boring. And I'm nothing if not boring, I hope. <laughs> I've been St. C. Weber teaching kids how to have sex. <laughs> yep. Yep. If you want to talk about that or anything else discussed in this episode, you can talk to us on Twitter at World Order Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a new world order podcast. You can send us an email, lengthy or otherwise, at a new world order podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to be one of our favorite people in the entire world <gasps> and access the controversial episode that, oh, go on. <laughs> go on. that was uploaded last week, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash a new world order and give us as little as one American dollar a month and you will get all of those episodes and our eternal love and praise. It does come with the caveat that you then mandatorily must become involved in the discussion. Absolutely. And I want to know some episode titles of this new Thomas the Spankin' TV show. That is a challenge for you. There's something about entering tunnels, I'll think about it. Yeah. Yep. Like lumber delivery or something. Oh. <laughs> I've been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the Federal Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I've been your people's champion, your one in 200, the 99%, the man on the street, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. That almost turned into a rap. <laughs> it's close, right? <laughs> so many nicknames, it's great. And I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. People say having an opinion is like having a penis. It's really great for you, but you shouldn't share it around. That's exactly what we don't do. We share it all about the internet. And in fact, we advertise it on other people's podcasts so that they can go and enjoy it as well. Am I talking about penises or am I talking about opinions on film? To find out, you'll have to go to our website, secondtakepodcast.com or find Second Take Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.